This is Richard Shu, host of Shu Untied, where I interview lawyers. Today, I'm very pleased and honored to have as my guest uh, Don Liu, who's Executive Vice President, Chief Legal Officer, and Secretary at Target Corporation. Don, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Don, why don't we start by telling me a little bit about uh, your background and how you got to be General Counsel of Target? Sure. Uh, I'll start briefly with my personal background and then move into the professional one. Um, I was born and raised in South Korea, came to U.S. by way of immigration uh, at the age of 10, um, studied uh, philosophy and religion undergrad, and went to law school at Columbia in the 80s. Um, I started my career initially as an M&A lawyer um, at a large uh, Wall Street law firm in New York, went to a mid-sized firm to continue to do some corporate work, and then went in-house, uh, essentially five years or so uh, after practicing at law firms um, and been in house lawyer since 1992, which would make it about 24 years. Hmm. What are some of the companies you've been in-house at? Um, I've actually been in different industries um, and maybe somewhat different from your typical large company GC by way of experience. I started out my first in-house job in the health insurance world, um, particularly managed care, which was in its infancy in the 90s. Then I went to a company called Icon Office Solutions, which was my first general counsel position I got at the young age of 37. Um, I then went on to um, work for Toll Brothers, which is a home builder um, after about six years at Icon. And then finally, before I came here, I was at Xerox Corporation for nine years. Um, and I've been at Target now a little over three months. Hmm. Well, it sounds like a very successful career. Um, let me ask you, um, I know one of the things that you have been very good about promoting is diversity. And in particular, I think, you know, diversity in the legal profession and specifically with Asian Americans. Tell me a little bit about that passion and, you know, when's that, when you sort of, the history of how you, you know, started doing that. Um, I probably have lived with the and struggled with the issue of diversity for a long time since college, but in a very generic uh, sense, uh, campus life, um, employment context. The issue of diversity as it affects Asian Americans really started more um, when I became the general counsel in 1999 of Icon Office Solutions. In 1999, I was informed by the media that I was the only Asian American general counsel in the Fortune 500, which frankly was a surprise and really didn't make sense to me. Um, I was not the first, but by the time I became general counsel, uh, I became the second, but only the first guy I had uh, retired by then. It forced me to answer the question that was posed to me by various different sources, which is why are there so few Asian American general counsels of large companies? And I honestly didn't know the answer. So 
I had to ask myself, do some homework, and next thing I knew, I was in the thick of the discussion, both at the um, national level as well as local level, as to why uh, the dearth of APHECs. Um, and that really began my both interest and passion about wanting to see more um, in-house counsel who are APAs, more GCs, and frankly, just larger number of APAs uh, become successful in the practice of law. Hmm. So tell me a little bit about some of the things you've been doing or championing uh, to promote this effort or, um, you know, get the word out on this. So in 1999, um, along with the challenge of why so few APAs uh, among GC rank, I joined an organization called Minority Corporate Council Association as a board member. Um, MCCA was in its infancy, really should be given the credit for putting the whole issue of diversity on the map uh, in the practice of law. And I wound up uh, getting engaged in the larger diversity world. And at the same time, just by sheer coincidence, I attended my first um, NAPABA conference uh, in LA. Uh, NAPABA stands for National Asian Pacific American Bar Association. It's the national organization representing the uh, APA um, lawyers in the country. And when I joined NAPABA, a similar question was raised to me, which is why aren't there more GCs? Um, in an effort to do more for the uh, community, what I wound up uh, creating was the first in-house counsel committee at NAPABA, um, designed to identify future talent, develop them, and hopefully make more uh, in-house uh, lawyers or APAs into a GC. Um, and how do you think it's, and, and how would you summarize the progress in terms of you know, getting more diversity since you've been doing this now for, you know, you mentioned 1999, so 17 years or so, you know, are you pleased with the progress? Do you think it's still got a long ways to go? What's your assessment of it? Yeah, first of all, there were, there have been a lot of people who have been trying to address this issue. So I shouldn't take credit for, uh, the improvements that have in fact occurred, uh, over the years. Um, a lot of people in various leadership roles have shared uh, the common goal and have worked very hard to address the problem. Um, since then, we have seen dramatic increase among the Fortune 500 GC positions for APAs. Um, in the 90s, as I told you, at the end, by 1999, I was the only one. Um, by year 2005 or six, there were uh, about 10 APHECs in the Fortune 500. And today, I might be off a little bit, but uh, our count is somewhere between 15 and 16 uh, GCs among the Fortune 500. If you look at it from a pure raw number perspective, um, that's 16-fold since 1999. <laughs> on, on the other hand, uh, demographically, I think 16 out of uh, 500 is still a relatively small number and well below the um, expected demographics. So I would say we still have a lot left uh, to do in order to improve diversity. 
Well, what are some of the main reasons you think that uh, the, the the general counsel of the Fortune 500 is is not not as diverse as you would like? What you said you said you started looking at this back in 1999. What were some of the 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 things that you've uh, researched or discovered? Um, when in 1999, when I was forced to talk about it publicly about an issue that was both surprise and disappointing, um, I was guessing, frankly, as to the cause of it, uh, all kinds of hypotheses, whether it's the um, stereotype that's imposed upon APAs uh, being boring, uh, not risk-taking, not creative, not a good leader, um, uh, and, and, and therefore being boxed in to APAs not having, in fact, a, um, a, a good uh, set of people skills, communication skills developed in a way that uh, makes them qualified and eligible to be a leader. A hmm. um, number of those factors, in my view, were my hypotheses. Recently, um, an effort led by uh, Goodwin Liu, a Supreme Court uh, justice uh, in California, um, and Yale Law School conducted a survey that finally put some real hard facts and numbers to my hypotheses. And I think the survey results show that some of my hypotheses are in fact the case. And in fact, many of the APAs across the board are struggling uh, to go beyond the mid-level positions in their own field, whether it's in-house, uh, law firms, government, etc. So, are you still pretty active in some of the organizations you mentioned, and still, you know, actively writing and speaking on this issue, promoting diversity and promoting Asian Americans? Uh, I am. Um, I was actually very supportive of and w engaged with uh, Justice Liu on the survey that I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, helped him maybe raise funds to be able to conduct the survey. I still do quite a bit of uh, talk on this topic um, as I believe a focused um, effort really can help develop more leaders. Um, I'm engaged in uh, training of APA in-house lawyers through NAPABA and I do a lot of mentoring. I, I, I sit one-on-one -on -one with many of the APA lawyers. Um, young or some even fairly mature in terms of career advice, um, gaps in their background uh, that I can identify and making recommendations on how to fill those gaps. Yeah, so we initially, uh, we recently started an initiative called 20 by 20 uh, through NAPABA, the three, 20 by 20 initiative with my uh, co-conspirator uh, Wilson Chu, a partner at uh, a large law firm, um, and the 20, 20, 20 by 20 initiative is 20 APA GCs in the Fortune 500 by year 2020. Hmm. Uh, as I told you, we're uh, about 15 or 16. Um, we have had growth in spurts, but not consistently. And uh, we're trying to put some more focus on this issue. We have intensified uh, the training of APA in-house counsel. Uh, at, uh, at we call it the summit, uh, and we uh, do it every year during the summer by bringing in um, talented APA in-house counsel and give them the very type leadership type of training that they need. 
in the hopes of one day they will be able to step up into a leadership role. So um, I'm optimistic mm. that the number will the numbers will continue to grow. Mm. Well, Don, this has been a terrific conversation. I really appreciate your taking the time to speak with me. When we if we get to hit the twenty by twenty, I'd love to have you come back and tell me about it. Yeah, and then we'll do thirty by thirty. There you go. This is Richard Chu and right. Don Liu. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye.